Oh man. So Jay. Yeah. Here we are again. Here we are again. What back. Here we are again. Have do you watch eight out of ten cats as countdown? Oh wow. Um you know what I used to watch it a lot. You've actually just reminded me I need to go back and watch my big fat quiz. Because I always miss it, and then I want to. I always go back to rewatch it, and I, by the time I've like remembered, it's like the middle of the year. I was gonna say, is it you talking about the one at the end of the year? Yeah, I always forget to rewatch it, and then yeah, it takes me forever to actually get round to it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah right, I'll I, get there. I always forget about programs like Will I Lie to You and A Out of Ten Gats's Countdown. Even you though know I really what? Enjoy them. I went through a phase of watching them to go to sleep. Oh, yeah, for yeah, like yeah. two or three years. Sure. And I'm kind of sick of them now. <laughs> yeah. Like, because it's just sort of like ingrained in my memory. I think I've probably seen every single episode of all those shows. Fair. Like Mock the Week, Eight Out of Ten Cats. Who would who, 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 I? What is it again? Would I lie to you or whatever? Would I lie to you? QI, QI another one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen them all. I've seen them all a million times. Fair play. I really yeah. I sort of forget they exist, and then watch them. And I'm like, yeah, this is great, dude. TV um, doesn't but... exist to me anymore. Yeah, I feel. You. I haven't I like you. sat down at a TV and channel like flicked in like years, probably close to a decade. <laughs> <laughs> like, who watches TV anymore? Old well, here's people. One for you, Jay. Old people. Adverts are the worst. Uh... Also. What are your thoughts on all this sort of Netflix conspiracy that it's like too much in debt and it's it's done and like yeah. Also, Disney Plus seems like it's going to overtake it eventually. Yeah, I think Disney Plus will because they're also they're starting to like add stuff that isn't specifically Disney now. Right, right. They're starting to just turn into a uh, streaming service. And Um, they're very smart about what they add to Netflix. Have sort of been hemorrhaging money since the beginning. They've just been very good mm. at covering it up, so I'm not surprised that they're all that. But like I said before, you know, Netflix is kind of like they're saying that they've lost a lot of money when in reality, COVID just exponentially increased the amount of people who, who subscribe. So yeah, people are starting right. to get back to work yeah. now and not watch Netflix so much. Yeah. So they're making it look like like a damsel, but really they're buddy a uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Oh, as a preface, um, me and Joe were just talking earlier. Um, he he's he's dealing with interesting personal situations. <laughs> I think I'm <laughs> alright. We'll so. get there. We'll get there. Cool, 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 cool. We'll figure it um, out. Jay, who destroys Thanos Thanos's or Thanos's ship Thanos. Sanctuary Two? I d- didn't know that. Same name as the Borderlands place. Yeah. Anyway, in Avengers Endgame, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, or Thor. Damn it. I can't remember. What are the options again? Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, or Thor. I want to say it's either Thor or Doctor Strange. I'll repeat the question. Who destroys Thanos' ship Sanctuary 2 in Avengers Endgame? Damn it. I've actually forgot. It's been so... It's been a while now. I'm going to say... Damn it. I'm going to say Doctor Strange, even though I don't think it is. And here I was, Jay, thinking your bias wouldn't sway you. It's Captain Marvel. 
Didn't you say Captain America? No. I could have swore you said Captain America. Fair enough. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I actually. I'm so sorry. I'm I think so I actually I remember. I remember that bit now. It's the bit where she just literally just flies through it and Correct. it just blows up. Correct. Like, it's like in the. Yeah, I remember that bit now. Had you said Captain Marvel, I probably would have remembered that, but I'm pretty sure you said Captain America. <laughs> Which is really? why I was confused. Well, I was like, Captain America didn't destroy it. So well. Oh, man. I'm, I mean, clearly I'm tired. Then I will know on the edit. <laughs> That's the last I'll text you. I'll just be like... I think if that doesn't it? sum up exactly how we're both feeling right now, then I don't know what else would. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, oh, Jay, my um, God. This is the TGO podcast where we talk about video games. Yeah, not TV news shows. news and games we're playing. <laughs> And Jay's the usual co-host who's the Goldilocks gamer because he plays games at the perfect speed, apparently. Well, perfect for me. I feel like I'm just efficient, you know. I just you get, I just get the job done. Yeah, I mean, it's not supposed to be a job, but... Yeah, well, honestly, to me, it kind of feels like... like it, I, it obviously Some, isn't. I, know, I, know. I feel like I, pl- I, pl- I think that's a good way of summing up, really. I play games like it's my job. <laughs> I'm just very focused. I'm extremely focused. You are. Another day in the office. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my name is Nick. A.K.A. The Night Owl. Otherwise known as The Night Owl. Night Owl Nick. Night Owl Nick. He's always on Xbox, like well past 11, for some reason. Yeah. yeah so Although I don't, think I, get, <laughs> I don't think he will be tonight. Nope. I'll be asleep before then. Oh, just a very quick one, Jay. Uh, do you remember me talking about Trek to Yumi or Yomi? The, uh, yeah, that's out on Game Pass now, right? Yeah, it's out today. Um, but I can't be. I've decided that I can't be asked to play it. Like, yeah, just wait yeah, till okay. the weekend. Yeah. Well, okay. Maybe I should, what I should say is I've decided not to play it. Oh, at so I all? Looked at some of the rev- yeah, I looked at some of the reviews and I was like, uh, I can't be asked. That's a what, shame. what are your thoughts on that? Do you think I'm being too harsh when I do that? No, or... I think you're just the kind of person who gives a lot of things a lot of chances. I feel like I so tend to I give just... something maximum two chances, and then I'm sort of done by that point. <laughs> well, to be fair, I haven't even played it yet. So well, that's I'm what I mean. Like, I feel like, I don't know, you can, you know, try it. I mean, you'll know in the first five, ten minutes. Yeah, I'm not seeing the best, so... How I'll... big is it? Like, it can't be that big, can it? No, uh, in terms of gigs, or... Uh, yeah, I think it was like seven gigs or something, maybe. There you go, what you got to lose? Time, Jay, time. Uh, that's true, the most valuable resource. So they say. So, so they, they say. say, yeah. I still think it's money at the moment for me, personally, but... That's a bit of both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Jay. By the way, uh, quick note, housekeeping. Yeah. Um, no games today, because... I haven't prepped guest interview, and the production team hasn't produced Pixel Perfect. So we're just doing down to business, business only this week, I'm afraid. First up, Jay, let's start with you. Yeah, I've actually probably got some things I can mention that isn't even on the list, but yeah, sure. Oh, sure, okay. Um, Jay, please transition us. Transition. There we are. To the first screen. What's been going on with you? <clears throat> Tell me. Um, it's been a weird week. I haven't played Elden Ring in a week and a half, two weeks now. Jay, may I interrupt quickly? Please. 
what's going on? Because you're like, one minute you're like Elden Ring galore. Yeah, I was in it for a hot minute. Yeah, I really was. Um, what's, what's going on? I don't know. I've just sort of been not in the mood. I mean, we speak, but I speak about this a lot. You know, my brain has to be in the right place for me to even like attempt to start up a game, let alone anything else. I definitely, not for lack of trying. Right? Not for lack of trying. I wasn't what, sorry? You were in the mood, though. You know I what was. I mean? I so was. And then that's the thing. The thing that knocked me out of it was by Tiny Tina DLC. Right, okay. We'll come on to that later. That knocked sure. me out of it. And then once I'd finished that, I was like, oh, crap, I'm not in the mood for Elden Ring anymore. So I guess if it wasn't for that, I'd probably still be playing it. But, um, wow. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it doesn't take a lot to take me out of stuff like that. And then after the Tiny Tina thing, I just chose to read manga instead. I was like, yeah, I'm in the mood for that right now. And I'm very rarely in the mood to do that. So I was like, I need to sort of, you know, take this opportunity to do that. Um, honestly, it's been primarily like mobile games. I'm still waiting for one particular to come out called Dislike, which I've literally been waiting about seven or eight months for it to come out now. <laughs> Actually, it might have been longer than that because I think they announced it about a year and a half ago. They showed off a bunch of like early gameplay and like artwork. But I was like, oh my god, I want to play this so bad. But I think it's been in early access for Android players for like eight months, seven or eight months. So it's finally come to iOS on the 10th of May, which is in five days. Boom. So that'll be good. That'll be out. When is the 10th of May? That's a good question. Tuesday, I think. So next Tuesday I'll be playing that, more than likely. Um, yeah, mobile games, just a sort of like in between. Uh, a lot of like catching up on YouTube and... Twitch stream and stuff. There's actually like an, a, a Twitch event happening right now. There's like a couple, there's a particular streamer who like does multiple events during the year, and I think May is like the perfect time for them to do it most of the time, so they're doing that. So I'm just sort of watching that, playing on my phone. But the other thing I'm doing, sort of the main like game, the main frame, main vein, um, Dune, Dune Spice Wars, RTS game. Which is much like Total War games. Yeah. Or like other Warhammer type games that I've played before. <laughs> Halo Wars. Halo Wars, sort of. all that, you know, all yeah, that yeah, gloriousness. Who, uh, Jay, who, do you know who made it or makes it? Or 4X, it? I think they're called. That, okay. The yeah, same people right. who did. Um, is it Northgrad or something? I'm gonna have to check in a second, but yeah, um, the Dune game, pretty basic. It's in it's in early ac access right now, um, but pretty pretty basic in terms. Well, not like it's pretty like in depth, but I'd, it's it'd be very confusing if you hadn't seen the movie. Let's just say that, or like you didn't know anything about Dune, it'd be very strange. Um, what? So is it quite story based? Not or... really. No, it's just just like. It's the full game, by the way. Like it's out. It's yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's in early access, but it's definitely like done to a degree. You know, I feel like as I've gotten older, I've found it a lot easier to like jump into RTS games because they can they can be really really complicated. But because I think I've played a lot of Total War in recent years, that's helped me very much with RTS games. Like like a lot of it is just like management, like being able to like see stuff around the screen. And that's actually like again, it's like one of those things where it's like a bit of a challenge, right? You kind of want to be challenged, and you want to like you have to be really focused. <laughs> it's, uh, do you know anything about map awareness on like uh, 
FPSs and stuff. A little bit. So yeah, map awareness is like right. So like in this part of your screen, you'll have a map, or maybe in this part, or in a circle yeah. down here somewhere. Yeah, or down yeah. Here. A mini map. Yeah. A mini map. Um, if you're playing an RTS, um, or like not an RTS, a FPS, Jesus Christ. Uh, you there's usually like a red dot that appears, which is like an enemy, right? And if you're playing something like Call of Duty, you need to have what's called map awareness to know, like where that person could be coming from, depending on that red dot. You sort of need to be able to predict their movements. Um, and I feel like there's a little bit of that in um, RTS games, where you kind of just have to have not just like the whole. Obviously, the whole screen is the map, right? So you need to be able to have that level of map awareness. But you've also got to be able to have like almost like a game mechanic stroke system awareness where like if there's some sort of like uh, like political or like diplomatic or even like a technology type tree you have to follow like you have to make sure that if there isn't much of a pop-up on screen to let you know that it's happening you need to be able to predict like not predict it but know that it's going to be happening soon you basically just need to watch like a load of dials across the screen to make sure that you're like doing things on time almost it's a little bit like uh it's a little bit like uh, what's that overcooked game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you just yeah, you yeah. just need to know when yeah. things are ready to be able to like be prepared to be able to next, make your next move. You know, like very similar to that. Sure. And I I do like that kind of brain exercise. I I almost see it as like a mixture between a brain exercise and fun. It's almost like going to the gym from the head. You know. Sure. Which I feel like so, certain games hit is like being on different machines. I guess it's like a good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's <laughs> like fair. Like Elden Ring right? is one machine, an RTS is another like machine. Like, like you got your strategy machines. hat on, and then your FPS yeah. hat on, and yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But no, I've been enjoying it. I, I re the movie is like in my top ten movies of all time now, hundred uh, percent. They're currently filming the second one. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Uh, I bet you could probably guess. Did we talk? I mean, we spoke about this off podcast, but you can probably guess. Who I chose to be my faction right away, right? We did talk about this, yeah. Yeah, the Harkonnen, the evil. Yeah, exactly. I chose the Harkonnen right away. I actually haven't played it since my first playthrough, but my first playthrough run through was sort of about five hours, maybe six hours long. So I was like, yeah, oh, that'll so be good. So hold up, Jay. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Sorry, just sorry. Just a quick aside. I think it's developed by Shiro Games. Oh, okay. But um, Forex like Publisher is a Forex. Uh, it says it's a four times real strategy game, real time strategy game, or Forex real time strategy game. So I think that might be a subgenre. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know what it means, but is it because there's four players on the field? Maybe I just thought Forex actually meant something. Uh, maybe maybe a four yeah oh, okay four X is like a yeah it's like a subgenre like Civ Six yeah. is apparently a four X one yeah I think it's just a very specific type wow okay it's probably part of the reason so, why so I like it so how much <laughs> so how much of the game is it like like how much is it playable is it like a few missions is it no um, I mean it's just it, or it, like yeah I think there is a multiplayer aspect to it so you can definitely do online. Um, but there isn't like a necessarily a story. Like it le legitimately is, you know, fight as many of the uh, enemy factions as you want. So one, two, or three, 
at the same time. You have a small, medium, or a large map. And you, you kind of just have to control. So instead of like other RTS games where you sort of like lay down cities, there's already a bunch of cities or like areas of the desert that are already available for you to capture. All you've got to do is just go over to capture it. Sure. So the game is almost, uh, I'd say this is probably the most user friendly. What's the other word we like to use? Where a game is really easy to use. Uh, Begins with A, but I forgot what it means. Um, accessible. Accessible, there we go. It's probably the most accessible RTS game I've played in a long time. And I think that actually probably would help with if there was like new players playing this or like people who'd never played an RTS before. <clears throat> I'd say it's definitely still as complex or still as like hard, not necessarily hard to get into, but definitely like not not even hard to master, but like I'd say let's say like RTS games came in like difficulties, right? I'd say this is probably more of like between uh either playing it on it's probably this is like playing on normal RTS. You're not playing on hard, you're not playing on easy, you're playing on normal, you know? Like Is there difficulties? Uh yes, there is. But I mean like as an RTS game as a whole in terms of its accessibility, it's more like playing uh, on normal. Okay. Versus like if you went to go play I don't know, something like Stellaris or something. Like that would oh be hard. God. That would be like extreme, yeah, yeah, sure. you know, because the UI is like, is like so beginner. tiny and there's literally yeah. like a million different systems you kind of have to be aware of. Whereas this, yeah. because I think it's because it is such a like um in such an early stage, it just feels like it, you, you you can learn everything. I've even through one place of the game, I learned pretty much everything there is to know about the game, other than what what the other factions do necessarily, you know. Yeah, like I was, I was able of... to like get ahead pretty quickly. You know, I was able to figure it all out, and I enjoyed that. I enjoy that kind of stuff. You know, that's great. Yeah, that's I, good to me. I was a big, I'm a big fan of of more accessible RTSs, as you know. Yeah, RTSs. I'm a big I fan mean, of Halo Wars. So it's yeah, Halo like, Wars is probably that's that's another one. I think I feel like that's more like playing on easy. Yeah, 100%. that's like an easy RTS. Yeah, like but you don't like, know, you I don't have to be like an expert. Yeah, what's Command yeah. and Conquer though? that normal yeah, i think that's probably a normal to easy normal probably. to easy okay shiro games hang on what else does shiro games make i need to check now because i no there's idea. one game that i know that you probably have no idea what it is <laughs> and oh, Northgard. Northgard. there we go yeah, yeah, yeah. i played that as well that's actually pretty fun very um, positive reviews apparently yeah no it was a good game they definitely i think they took some elements from that and sort of transferred it over but yeah, no, I, I recommend this Dune game to anybody. Like, it's just a good time. I didn't, like, get bored of it right away, but I definitely, like, was... My, I'm in that place at the moment where I can't quite stick to something. I'm just bouncing all around again, you know? Like, I kind of feel like I'm stuck. I'm, uh, my mind's racing. I can't quite get calm enough to sit down and play something, so... As in, like, I was a few, a couple of months ago. I guess, yeah, I guess that's probably similar. I feel like it's always a mindset that comes with this style of playing games, where I just don't know what to play anymore, so I just stop playing games. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, bro. That's, yeah, I need a bit of a break. I've got a lot. Not, It's not like I've got, like, a lot to play during the year. Because I don't even know. I can't even remember. Like, it's weird. This is one of the first years that I've just not really been paying attention to what upcoming games are coming out. Uh, the only game I'm looking forward to this year that I can think of right now is Pokemon. Like, I can't think of anything else. 
You're not interested in God of War. Starfield? You might know. I, I kind of want to wait with the Starfield thing to see what it's like. I'm a bit well, I mean, worried. It's day one Game Pass, right? So I mean, if it's just Game Pass, I'll try it. But if I had to pay for it, then yeah, it'd be different. Oh, okay. Yeah, Gotham Knights is supposed to be coming out this year. That's the other other game I wouldn't mind trying out. Oh, Redfall is supposed to be coming out this year. Yeah, so Redfall, uh, Gotham Knights, and then obviously Starfield and Pokemon. That's like my four games that I'm kind of like thinking about at the minute. But like they're all really far away. They're all like in the second half of the year. <laughs> so it's kind of hard for me to be like, oh, you know, I've I've kind of just got to make like. Okay, so I still need to finish Tales. I'm really close. We spoke about this already. I, re I still need to finish. Um, I re-downloaded Dragon Quest, so I'll finish that eventually. Uh, but there is one more game. So do you remember? I think it was roughly this time last year. I don't know if we spoke about it on the pod. Uh, roughly this time last year, I played uh, a JRPG called Atelier Rise or Riser. Do you remember that? Like a really obs really obscure like Japanese RPG. Uh, it's it's a very very popular Japanese RPG in Japan. Especially cuz of like the the main female protagonist, she's like one of these, you know, waifu type characters. Um there's like statues of her or whatever and like, you know, fan art or whatever. Um but I pl I really enjoyed that first game. But I didn't when at the time when I was playing that first game, I didn't realize that the second game had already come out in January of that year. So when I went to go check, I was like, "Oh crap, it's still full price." I'll sort of keep an eye on it, and once it's come down in price, I'll get it. And it finally came down in price. It's been a year. Actually, <laughs> so it's been a year and a half, and it's only now come down in price. So I oh, bought no. it and I started playing it, but I haven't played it since. I probably started playing it maybe Tuesday night, or it might have even been Monday. No, actually, might have even been Sunday. I played it for about four or five hours just to sort of remind myself what the game was like, and I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. I'll I'll come back to this when I'm more in the mood, I think. So I have I have things I have things that's on um, PlayStation. Okay. Yeah. So so sorry, did you? So you didn't own it before then? No, I have the first one, just not the second one. I I now have oh, the second. Oh, okay. And so what? How long ago was the first one released? Maybe January 2018 or 2019. And the second one's just out? No, the second out. one came out, just technically it came out in Japan in December of 2019. Yeah. But it came out in January in the West of 2021. And it's only just come out on sale? Yes, only just now come out on sale. I mean, it's been out, but it just, it, it, I think it, the full price was like 60. So I was like, right, sure. I'm not going to pay that much. I'll wait till it's at yeah, least yeah. like forty or under. I think it's currently at like thirty-five or something. So I was like, right, yes, spot on. Okay, so I'll how was it? That. Yeah, no, really good. It's de they've sort of like upgraded the graphics. Like the graphics are a bit more like three D, rounded. Like I think the first game definitely was like fairly small. It's only on this like one island that you sort of like traverse around. But now you're on like the mainland that's part of like where the island is from, right? So you've got the island over here. And you've got like the mainland, so you're now over here. It's just like a, it's like it literally is like a straight continuation. It's I love the story. I don't know. It's like playing an anime. <laughs> That's what's so good about it for me, you know. It's, it's, it's kind of one like of those double, like really personal things, size. right? Um, it's like a double A size game sort of thing. Yeah, I'd say double A. Yeah, definitely not triple. I mean, 
it's hard to say really because a lot of these JRPGs are like massive in Japan but you've like there's so many you've never heard of over here because a lot of them don't ever make it over here they have to do a, mm. a very specific amount of sales I think to even potentially get over here you know and they usually come out like Sometimes years later, you know, it just depends. Sure. But this one came out. By the way, Jay, I'm I'm not trying to cut you off every time you speak. I think there is. I meant to tell you this. I think there is like a second delay from you to me. Yeah, or whatever it's fairly thing. slight. I guess it must be. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. I'm not trying to cut you off. That's all. No, I understand. I'm not. When you when you're speaking, I'm not uh, frustrated. Really. You're all good. I like. I I feel like I wait for the time to speak. And then I think you've already started speaking, and then I do you know what I mean? We're but out anyway. of sync. It's, we're out. We're out of practice. We're usually pretty good at this. It's all good. It's been it's a while. Good. I'm just just being honest. Um, well, that's cool though. I mean, I'm yeah, enjoying man. your little dips and dabs. Uh, is there something another game you want to talk about? Oh yeah, that uh, is it. Masquerade Blood Hunt came out. Right. Okay. Do you remember so that? Pause. Pause for a sec, Jay. Is this? I'm getting. I feel like I'm getting this confused. Right? Yeah, so I, I know exactly what you're going to say. Right. Okay. So this is not to do with Redfall at all, right? Because no. that is no, no, no. arcane. Different. Is that right? Is arcane making that? I think so. Right. So that's different. I thought Vampire Masquerade Bloodlines Two or whatever the fuck it was. I yeah, thought see, that that's was like different. a sequel to a really old game. That is. That's a, just a single player game. This is okay. a multiplayer game. This is a, a battle of, royale. Of the same game. franchise. Same franchise, but it's just a free-to-play battle royale of the same game, really. But 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 the other game never came out. Hasn't come out yet, right? <sighs> I honestly one. don't know if it has. It's one of those ones where I didn't really pay attention in, but it could have come out already. I'm not sure. <laughs> so they've released a free-to-play battle royale before the the main game. I think so. Yeah. So this this free-to-play. Battle Royale thing, I think it's been in beta for like bloody like six months. And I, I even went back on, I went on YouTube to sort of see, like check out videos that some YouTubers have made, and they've been like really in depth for ages on it. I had a couple games, I was like, yeah, I get it, I get why people play this, but like I'm starting to get bored of like multiplayer games, honestly. Oh mate, join the club. Is does it look good or? It, yeah, actually pretty good. It felt nice. It honestly felt like Fortnite, but with better graphics. That's kind of what I was getting. It's pretty much like right, Fortnite okay. with much better mechanics, like class system, better weapons. It honestly kind of felt like, um, like you know the game Vampire that I like. Yeah, yeah. It kind of felt like if there was a multiplayer of that, that's similar to what it would be. So that's one of the reasons why I like the idea of it is because it's much like Vampire in that sense. I was gonna say, it sounds right. Like, street. there's basically there's like different classes that have different powers depending on what type of vampire you are. So there's like vampires that look all gross and horrible, and then there's like human vampires that have specific powers and stuff. So it is, it is really, really good. Um, it's definitely it's basically just like an upgrade of Fortnite, like a massively, massive upgrade. Like, I, it's weird, like. Me, me and you speak loads about how you know graphics don't necessarily mean anything. Like I think this Fortnite and this Blood Hunt game is like a massive. Like had this, had if if we lived in a world where the graphics were like the reason why games did good, this Blood Hunt game would be so much more popular than Fortnite because it's just the same game, just with different like much better graphics, but like, not cartoony. So it. Uh... 
Look, every new game is popular on Twitch, but what what's it what's the reception been like? Honestly, I haven't seen much. I haven't really been following it on Twitch. I know the game's oh, just okay. been big, sort of in its own little YouTube community. So oh, I'm sure it's doing fine. I will say that the it has like quite a interesting element where like you you sort of like hang out in this like vampire headquarters before you like go into a lobby. And they've sort of done it where, like, they've like gi- they give you like uh, side missions to like find collectibles around this hall or whatever, and it then adds stuff into your game. That's cool. Which is pretty cool. So it's almost a little bit like Mortal Kombat 11 when it came out, when you you can like go into an area and unlock stuff when you've like gained a certain amount of currency. It's like a similar type thing. I find that quite cool. I'm not too familiar with it, but yeah, I mean, if you know, you know. <laughs> If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Exactly. But yeah, that was all right. Like I say, I've sort of been like in and out of so much stuff at the minute. You know. Uh, another game, Jay, you want to talk about? Is there another one? Oh yeah, bloody hell! I, <laughs> I have been all over the place. Um, Lost Ark. Um, MMORPG the... came out in February. One. I think so. Because yeah. New World is the MMO that's by Amazon, but I'm not sure. I'm not, oh, I don't think Lost Ark is. Is Lost Ark the Lost Ark's Diablo a Korean one? Yeah, it looks like Diablo, but it's it's made by a Korean company, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, it's like the one that's like blown up and is sort of very, very good at the minute. Um, a lot of people playing it. Um, yeah, I I was a bit skeptical because I when I first saw the um, specs that you needed to play the game, I was like, there's no way my laptop's playing this thing. So I thought, on, on like an off chance, I'll be like, right, I'll, I'll install this thing, I'll put everything on the lowest minimum settings and see if it works. If it works, I'll give it a go, you know. So I did, it plays, and I gave it a go. I played it for a couple of hours. It's not too bad. It's much like playing Diablo, just online instead. Good gameplay? Yeah, no, oh, man. I'm struggling right now in terms of like, enjoying certain things that I would love like five, ten years ago, you know? Is it like, sorry, is it free to play? It is free to play. Okay. Yeah, you I mean you can't get the most out of the game unless you pay for certain things, I imagine. But um yeah, free to play. I def it's oh man. I think part of the reason why I don't like it is because it's on PC. Was the game on console, I'd probably be playing it now. <laughs> I just I, I again it's more of like an accessibility thing. I don't want to like play a game that's like only on PC. I want it to be more accessible. Like my PC isn't in good of a shape. So I kind of have to you know use it sparingly. I felt like if I played that game constantly my laptop would just blow up. So I'm, you know I just want to be able to play games on console. Like even then I get bored of stuff, you know. I don't know. No, fair enough. I'm just there's just there's just so much possibility right now and like so many options. I'm just I can't make a decision to like I feel like I'm running out of time. <laughs> like no. I haven't got enough time to play everything, so I don't I just don't play anything. Play anything, yeah. It does the opposite I, effect. I have a few things to say here. So oh, first no. of all, I think well no, I'm trying to give advice. <laughs> I think uh Please, yeah. For <laughs> I think first off, um, I genuinely think games age better on console in the sense that if you have a ten-year-old console, so let's say an Xbox One, it still somehow somehow runs at least runs games yep. like that come out today, right? Oh, Whereas that's true. a ten-year-old PC, 
Yeah, I'm not it's sure going to struggle. Be as effective. Yeah, you need to play um, everything on the lowest for it to even work, you know. Right. Which right. is bad. But... Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, like, if I have to try running everything, anything on my laptop, Jay, I can assure you it looks like Minecraft. Like, yeah, trust me. No, mine, mine barely can barely play Lost Ark. Like, it's like it's like somewhere between fifteen and thirty frames at best. Oh. Yeah. And that's but, at low settings. That's it? on everything lowest, lowest it can go. Oh, the, the the game looks awful. <laughs> Actually, the game looks good, <laughs> but like there's moments where I'm like, oh god, Ooh, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> um, second thing would be, obviously, I think I, I've sort of gone I, I, through a similar period recently, which you spoke to me about. But I would very much sort of identify games that you just fancy playing, and just taking them one game at a time, and just just playing it and being like. Am I having fun? Do I want to give this a go? You know, and if you're yeah. not, just fucking bounce. And if you don't feel like gaming, just don't game. It, definitely for sure. Like if you're in yeah. a manga mood, do the manga. You know. I'm just. I'm kind of like not in the mood for anything right now. I'm, just, I'm struggling, man. Maybe you're looking for something else you don't realize yet. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like I'm like you know how the body tells you you're thirsty or you're hungry. Yeah. I feel like yeah, I've got yeah. that, but there's no mechanism that tells me I'm in the mood for. <laughs> a particular type of game you know okay. or just anything like I've been in the mood for anything like, I don't even want to read at the minute I, if it wasn't for this podcast I don't know what I'd be doing right now I'd probably be just be watching YouTube or like on Twitter I mean, honestly I spent most of my time on Twitter just scrolling man I'm just stuck yeah it's frustrating but I just uh, I think I had like so much I think this might be the first year where like the first three months of the year was just packed and it's sort of like drained my battery you know sure just feel massively drained right now need a bit of a recharge well, there's plenty of time to recharge because as you said i think we had quite a lot of releases early this year i don't think too many are coming out over summer so um there's definitely time to recharge and we've got some exciting things coming up we'll see what happens with him you know we'll see what happens yeah keep expectations low as possible yeah and just go from there especially in this day and age jesus christ definitely can't expect anything (laughs) jay are you okay if we move on to the news cool we're there news time baby so Interest, some interesting stories this week actually some pretty significant stories or, or movements or things that have happened so first of all Jay uh, yeah it makes more sense to start with this one so uh, Embracer Group by the way these all come from IGN uh, Adam Bankhurst George Yang and Ryan Dinsdale in terms of the stories we're going to talk about but they are separate come from separate sources like press releases etc Anyway, let's get down to the nitty-gritty, shall we? So, first up, we've got uh, Embracer Group is looking or is going to acquire Crystal Dynamics, Idus Montreal, Square Enix Montreal, and lots of IPs, including Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, Legacy of Kane, and more than 50 back catalogue games for Square Enix Holdings for $300 million. Not enough. It's going to be... It's too little. To, what do you say, Jay? It's too little money. Oh, I agree with that. I'd say nice. like a billion minimum. And minimum. Uh, this acquisition includes roughly 1,100 employees looking to close Q2 uh, of the financial year 2022. 
Um, before we go on to it, Jay, obviously there's a lot more information, guys, you can read online if you want to, but the <coughs> nuts and bolts of it is, uh, if you remember THQ Nordic, the publishing oh, yeah. group, that's who Embracer Group are. Um, so don't get too confused with all these different publisher names. We've actually known about THQ Nordic for quite some years now because they put out remasters like Kingdoms of Amalur, Re-Reckoning. They're putting out SpongeBob, uh, Battle for Bikini Bottom, Rehydrated. They're putting out lots of these. They're putting out Darksiders 3. So there are they have got a lot of, um, uh, what would you say, presence across uh, the stores and things and games so don't get too confused with the publisher name but essentially yeah crystal dynamics uh made avengers that jay obviously played a lot they've traditionally made all the tomb raider games including some of the reboots or two of the reboot trilogy out of the three um idos montreal just made guardians of the galaxy so yeah as jay sort of said this is seems super cheap for the ip we've got here guys ridiculous and we're gonna, they're gonna make their money to... back and buy a lot 100% and these oh, are talented God. studios as well crystal dynamics is like a significantly talented studio i mean look they're all talented but crystal dynamics i think in my opinion made two incredible games with tomb raider reboot and rise of the tomb raider so and obviously i just want you just released um guardians which jay just played right so this is a pretty big story and it seems like they've gotten quite cheap to be honest first of all jay uh i am actually surprised that microsoft weren't gonna buy some of this stuff if you know what i mean mm-hmm because they're on the acquisition trail, right? And I'm like, it makes yeah. sense for them to buy almost all these IPs and the and the studios, considering Crystal's working with one of their uh, uh, the initiative at the moment as well. But what are your thoughts then on this news? I honestly don't know what the hell is going on in the industry right now. Everyone's <laughs> right. selling, right? Everyone's buying. The money is either too much or too little. (laughs) People like you know, people aren't like valuing these things enough or too much. Um, So I think the biggest uh, reason why Square Enix are doing this is for the NFT thing, right? Did you hear about this? Not really, no. Yeah. So the the sole reason why they're getting rid of or like the one reason I know about they're getting ready getting rid of all these these basically the western side of Square Enix is because the the CEO of Square Enix uh, is trying to introduce NFTs into the gaming space as much as he possibly can and to be able to do that he needed a lot of money quickly and so he sold all this stuff right but literally the day that that the he sold all this stuff and did all this NFT stuff the NFT market just like crashed so the 300 million that he had basically wasn't going to buy him anything in comparison of what he, he thought he was going to buy him which I'm kind of glad about because the the uh, gaming community seems to be very anti NFTs I don't know if you're aware I got that impression yeah, well, I'm, I'm kind of part of that uh, space too. I think NFTs Jay, are um, they're made up value. the downfall. They're yeah, they're, they're definitely value. the downfall of of most um, media, I guess. Um, Any basically anyone who in the gaming space who's gotten involved in NFTs recently, it's not like been cancelled for it, but been sort of like shunned, you know, sort of like told off 
<laughs> so they'd be like, why are you doing that? We're not going to support you if you do that. And then as soon as they, everyone started saying that, they were like, right, I'm off it. I'm off it. Don't don't go away. It's like they had to backtrack super hard, you know. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. So, for, so I feel like Square Enix is having a bit of a villain arc at this point. Um, I'm finding it hard for me to enjoy their content as much as I used to. The only saving grace currently is uh, Final Fantasy and, and Dragon Quest. That's sort of my only thing that's keeping me on at the minute. So uh, I'm just hoping that this NFT thing flops and that they uh, go back on what they've said so far. In terms of the studios, though. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? What are my thoughts on... So Crystal Dynamics, they did, like you say, Avengers and the Tomb Raider stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm honestly thinking it might have potentially been a good thing that Square Enix let all these studios go. Because whether... You don't really... We don't really know whether if it was Square Enix holding the studios back or the studios that were just weren't doing good under any sort of management, right? Right, 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 right. So right, now I think right. is a chance for these companies to either to sort of like prove themselves because like a lot of these companies are game um, they've, they've made games that have, have done well like obviously two made it really well but I feel like they could have maybe been as like certain games that they've made could have been larger I guess I don't know or just like better in some way like, I feel like like much like how we spoke about Microsoft buying Blizzard and Activision and stuff it's just sort of like new territory, right? There's like an unknown thing now where potentially good things can happen or potentially bad things can happen. Mm. So I think we're just in a sort of like a, a, a fluctuating state right now where could be good, could be bad. Wait and see. I hope it's good because um, Idos Montreal obviously making uh, Guardians recently. I don't know if they would have been able to make that if it wasn't from Square Enix. So either they're going to be making... Yeah, for sure. Is all is the quality of stuff going to come down from now on, or is it going to go up? Is it going to go up? Yeah, it's so difficult to tell. We're not going to tell for in... like another three to four, five years. Oh yeah, probably. It's so difficult to tell where or how the publishing publishers influence these developers because we just have no idea, right? Like, oh. if you look at Microsoft top down, you'd think, oh, okay, Microsoft either don't interfere enough with their developers or work with them enough, or they or they uh, do they overwork with them? Yeah, and, too many cooks, producers, right? Right, and like that's the impression we get. Whereas Sony seem to just know the right balance because obviously a lot of their exclusives are just hitting the mark. Not all of them are like outstanding, but um, a lot of them, a lot of them are. Uh, so it's difficult to say. But as you say, Jay, we'll know in like three to five years, I guess. But What's interesting from this point of view is what are these studios going to be doing? Are they going to be able to work on uh, Guardians? The other question that has been raised from other podcasts I've listened to, Jay, is uh, like you pointed out, what the hell is going on with all these sales and buys? Like, it seems like the industry is just getting to such a high-risk place. Yeah, the risk. only alternative from independence, or because independence is just too fucking risky as a video game developer, is just to get in with Microsoft or Sony or Nintendo or one of these big publishers. But even like you know, your EAs aren't safe. Your Activisions weren't safe. They probably are now because Microsoft bought them. But 
like Embracer Group is probably one of the only publishers where they're like, yeah, we're safe. Is what it feels like, right? It feels like everybody else, you know, we've seen uh, Double Fine go to Microsoft, which is kind of a reputable independent studio, I would have said before. Yeah, Um, yeah. yeah, and and we've seen, obviously, even PlayStation acquire some studios like Bluepoint and stuff, So and uh, Housemark. So it, it just seems like everybody's trying to get out of because it's so risky right there's no double a at the moment there's no games you can buy for like 40 50 quid that seem kind of good value for money that are thriving it's all like 70 quid or or an indie game and it it just seems like a crazy place at the moment i don't know what you i think think covid's obviously had a massive uh, impact on the industry and what i can imagine happened is that some of these people in power higher ups probably got a lot of flack during that time from people who were above them to be like why are you struggling i get covid's happening but you should be doing better and they went after after everything sort of calmed down the high them people then went screw this i'm just going to sell and get out like while i still can i don't don't like this kind of pressure um and sort of just you know giving it to someone else i think that there's definitely an aspect of that um yeah i think it they don't people don't want to have that risk happen again where there's a possibility of losing out on a bunch of money so they kind of just like need to have it's almost like unionizing isn't it Mm. it's a little bit like that in that they kind of just need something they need some sort of like assistance from like a larger fish in the pond or something you know they need they almost need like a bully to protect them almost it's almost like having like the mafia be your security you know (laughs) Like that kind of yeah. thing. They kind of just need a bit of security to make sure that there's almost you know zero chance of anything happening of like losing out on money. I guess it's almost like it's you know what it kind of feels like the gaming industry is almost becoming like a Hollywood, and that each of these acquisitions like Microsoft and Sony, like all these names, are starting to become like Warner Brothers, like and right. and. Right. Uh, like Disney. all these other hot, yeah, Disney. Like they're starting to become like the the Hollywood version of what these brands are, yeah, and what these companies are. It's sort of you know you can pick your your film studios, but now you can pick your game studios. Like that's kind of you know an amalgamation of everything. Hundred percent, dude. And by the way, just for a bit of context, I think me and Jay still think this is a relevant point, even though they went from one big publisher to another, because Square Enix seem to almost have gotten smaller. I would say over the last few years, in terms of a publisher, right? Like they're getting less Western influence. Um, uh, Avengers didn't hit. Life is Strange is doing well, but not a huge kind of pull for them. So it feels like they're going more towards the Japanese route. But even some people are talking about they're looking to sell, and we probably shouldn't go on it jay but i've even seen rumors that ubisoft might be looking at yeah i saw that ludicrous i think that they're getting offers from both sony and microsoft just to see what the uh weighing their options at this point jay at this point right any type of like let's say e3 did exist next year it will literally be microsoft Microsoft yeah exactly nintendo and like that's it there's no other publishers There's, there's no one I feel like Ubisoft is quite a large piece of the puzzle, isn't it? Huge, mate. Like who, whoever can. I mean, Blizzard and Activision is a pretty, you know, sizable piece of the puzzle. Like I feel like Ubisoft is bigger than than I don't know about that. 
tough. I guess they've definitely become bigger in the last six, seven years, but before that, they weren't that important. Question is, right? Is is what what are their revenue streams like for those live service games that people keep playing? Like, because if people still play Forana, you know, like yeah, Forana's still pretty big, and also um, Six Siege. Yeah, Six Siege is still doing really well. I think they're on their like seventh or eighth anniversary, aren't they? Something like that. Oh my god. Yeah, no, you'd be surprised. Some, I mean, there's uh, again, uh, you know, mobile games have pretty good revenue and stuff like that. So I, I wouldn't surprise me if a lot of these. Uh, I mean, a lot of these companies have already made mobile games. So they know there's money there, so they're gonna try and get it Jake, where they if, can. Hundred um, percent. If Square Enix is looking to sell, right? That surely there's nowhere else they can go apart from PlayStation. Yeah, they can't. You'd have to go PlayStation. The West yeah. would just fuck. I mean, as much as I appreciate Microsoft, <laughs> a Japanese games need to be made by Japanese people. Simple yeah, as. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like um, there might even be, like you said, they've sort of moved away from the Western thing, and them selling all their Western subsidies, I guess you would call it, or their Western develop, like you know, people who were part of the Square Enix world, they're all gone now. So it almost feels like Japan is sort of like bringing, like they're sort of reeling in, you know, and they're starting to like be like, you just keep it Japanese, <laughs> which might be a good thing, honestly. Like I'm, I'm definitely up for that. I'd much rather that. Um, I mean, it also just means more money towards the games that we already love, right? Hopefully, so you know, it's tough. It's it's a really odd time to be a game like to be at our level it of is. game fan. Like as a casual, you'd have no idea about it. You'd be like, okay. Am I, I'm, like it's literally a out. casual player would literally be what is COD still coming out next year? Fine. Is FIFA still coming <laughs> out? Fine. Fine. Like, that's about that's the extent, right? But for yeah, us yeah, we yeah. kinda like get in the nitty gritty, we kinda understand that these kind these level of decisions can sometimes have repercussions. <laughs> right, and if any of this ever affects any of the seven remake or final fantasy or any any final fantasy game no i feel like they have they probably have measures you know they have uh you'd hope right things in place to be able to make sure that that level of stuff doesn't happen i'd I'd like to think yeah definitely and following on from this new story jay uh, we also got some information about uh, how many units the tomb raider franchise has sold yeah that's insane forever so uh, a quick snapshot everyone uh tomb raider has sold 88 million units since its inception in 1996 38 million of the lifetime sales came just from the reboot trilogy which is tomb raider 2013 rise of the tomb raider and then shadow of the tomb raider which is that that's that's a lot of units guys that's a lot of units yeah and so additionally to that 53 million paid mobile downloads from Lara Croft Relic Run and Lara Croft Go, and people wonder why mobile games are made. That's why. Yeah, I mean, you can you can shit on mobile games as much as you want. They're making bank. Like, I'd probably say that some of these mobile games are probably making more money than AAA games. Than probably most AAA games. Even, like, some AA mobile games are probably making more than most AAA games. <laughs> Like the money's there, and there's a reason why Tencent, who are like the the Chinese um, mobile publishers, there's a reason why they're doing so well right now. It's because they they literally have like a hundred different mobile games under their, under their belt, and they they get a big chunk of change out of that. Totally, like Tencent is going to become like you're going to hear that name a lot 
hell well, of Tencent a lot. Well, have, have started like acquiring studios, right? They. I mean, yeah. I mean, they've got enough money to do so. I mean, Tencent. Most mobile games I play, Tencent comes up straight away. It's like, oh wow, okay, I guess yeah, they've got their finger in a hell of a lot of pies, you know. Mm. Like, I think Tencent are also helping with the new Diablo game that's coming out as well. What? Yeah, Tencent was like a yeah, really small rich. Chinese mobile company like a decade ago, and now they're probably the biggest Chinese mobile company in the world. And they probably That's have more money scary. than even like Microsoft or Sony at this point. Wouldn't they, surprise no, me. No, they have a lot. They don't have that much, but they have a lot. Okay. I mean, Microsoft give it, give it like a couple years. Two in the give it a Microsoft couple years. Microsoft is like number two in the world. Oh, so. sure. That makes sense. I actually forget about how big Microsoft actually is. Yeah, they're big. I forget about Bill uh, Gates. But yeah, that that's... Um, that's still interesting, right? Obviously, like, I know, Jay, we talked about really recently, right? Like, you know, what's the relevance of Tomb Raider? But it's kind of nice to see the impact it's made. Not maybe necessarily the impact it will make, but just the impact it did make. I honestly don't know how well Tomb Raider will do over the next two decades. I feel like the next generation of kids couldn't care less. Yeah, I think that's fair. I feel like Tomb Raider's had its last hurrah at this point. I, I reckon if they release a Tomb Raider game in the next, say, like, eight to ten years from now, it probably wouldn't even get close to all these numbers. do not matter who made it. Because the people who are going to be buying it are going to be a lot younger and they're not going to have a clue what Tomb Raider is. <laughs> but then again, you know, uh, Mario's or, you know, old game that people still play it, like a lot of young people. I guess it's just how you market it, I guess. I don't know. Just a quick side note, Jay. Uh, on the story, you can look through um, all the different reviews, right, for Tomb Raider games. Yeah. And it's so interesting because, you know, I remember the time when a AAA game would be released on every single platform. You know, yeah. like your, your PSP, your 360, your Wii. Can you imagine trying to make that so much DS, all of those games for such different platforms like that's crazy i mean yeah a lot of developers are struggling between generations let alone buddy right you know same console different generation and they're struggling so and right with the mid consoles as well as well i'm starting to hear i don't i actually haven't seen this anywhere necessarily like in articles or anything i'm definitely starting to see um the conversation around uh games being made only for the next gen I can't remember what game it was. There was definitely a game that said, like, in a trailer recently, that it was only coming out for next-gen consoles. Oh, really? But yeah, we're starting to see it already. Yeah. Good stuff. Last up, Jay, on the news front. Um, this comes way by... Uh, Na- oh, sorry for butchering this name. Uh-oh. Naoki Yoshida. Um, basically they put out an official clothing line for the franchise and then there was a note on it or something saying they're in the final stages of development for the numbered game in the series Final Fantasy 16. So what are your thoughts on this, Jay? Yep, so I remember a couple of years ago when they said that they were a certain amount of percentage through Final Fantasy 7 Remake. I think them. I can't remember when they did it. I think it might have been like E3, the year before it came out, or maybe even a few months before it came out. And I think they were like eighty percent of the way done, is what they said. 
which to them I'm pretty sure was final stages. Um, so we can't, I mean, which is weird because we're either not that as far away as we think, or that, I don't know, or maybe they don't realise that they're actually a lot further away than they think. <laughs> It's it's hard to say. Like either that or games really are coming out a lot earlier than they should be. You know, like just leave it right. in the oven a bit longer. Like Jesus Christ. Do you? I was going to say like because they they have been pretty silent about sixteen, which we've been happy about. But yeah, do you actually think it is near the end of development? I suppose. I'd say this like, t- this time next year. I reckon we might get some news about it coming out. I'd be very surprised if we hear any other news about it coming out, like, you know, this year. I don't think it'll be this year. I think it has to be next year at least. But, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't sure. know how long it's been in development. That's the thing. A lot of these Final Fantasy games, you just never know, you know? Yeah. From what we've well, seen, would... it definitely looked pretty far along, though. No, it's true. And, um, you know, here's hoping it won't get a, tr- a trouble development like 15. But um, at the end of the day, Jay, like because of the scope and size of a Final Fantasy game, like I feel comfortable if it came out in 2024. Yeah, I feel a lot of... more comfortable too. Do you know what I mean? Like just, just let it, like for whatever reason, I don't know why, but Final Fantasy games almost seem like the biggest games you can make because... They have a cinematic approach, but they're RPGs, so they're like 100 hours long, but they're not bloated, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, like you described it perfectly there, yeah. Pretty much it. And they're definitely full of stuff, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I just need to know how long it's been in development for, and then I'd, I'd feel more comfortable about it, I guess. Comfortable, yeah. yeah. Do we assume they started development after, you know, just after 15 came out? You know, maybe with DLCs as well, but... I mean, maybe, maybe like I, I want to say because they were still updating fifteen like years after it came out, right? Yeah, they were. Yeah, and they were big updates too. Mm. I don't know. All right, Jay, that's it for the news. Uh, please take us to the second topic screen. So my topic for this week, Jay, mm. uh, is twofold. First is uh, the Tiny Tina Wonderland Season Pass DLC 1, which I think we haven't talked about yet in great detail. Not in massive detail, no. No. But for those who don't know, um, basically... Sorry, Jay, I'm just checking. I didn't interrupt you and annoy you, did I? No. I was just checking. um, The Final Fantasy XVI has been in development for four years. Yeah, which actually like makes that kind of makes me feel a bit more comfortable actually. So twenty eighteen, that's not bad. Yeah, sure. That's kind of what I predicted actually. Twenty eighteen yeah. was kind of what I was thinking. I was thinking twenty eighteen. I think twenty eighteen was the last Final Fantasy fifteen update. Here's a question for you, Jay. How do they man? I know it's just a, te- a a case of numbers, but isn't it crazy to think they can make seven remake and sixteen at the same time? Um, effectively well like this is actually a good argument about um, what we said about too many cooks because Game Freak people who make Pokemon then I think they're they're known for having the most popular game in terms of like sales versus size of their development team I want to say they've they've definitely increased over the last couple of years but I want to say they've got less than a hundred people um, and I think they, they try to keep it as low as possible because they know um, <clears throat> that if you, have, if you have less people, the amount of communications you can have between 
people to make a good enough game and not get mixed up about ideas and creative outlook or whatever means that you're going to have a much more cohesive game at the end of it, right? So, well, I forgot what you what I forgot what you said initially. What did you say initially? Why where was I going with that? How the, how they make sixteen and seven remake at the same time? Right. Okay. So what I'm saying is that they're probably out of the their Final Fantasy team. Let's say they've got 200 people. They've probably got 100 on one and 100 on another. Yeah. yeah so if you ask me, it's about right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd sure. be I wouldn't want 200 people working on one game if I knew that it would make the game worse. If unless they had you know split it. Oh no, I I get you. To be honest though, I do think there's at least four or five hundred people on each game. If that is, if you like. I mean, that seems like too know, many to but... me, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I feel like you don't need Maybe. that many people to make a game. Unless you're Ubisoft and you're Assassin's Creed. I was going to say, Ubisoft, just... like, I've just sort of got it down at this point, but I feel like a lot of Japanese companies tend to want to stick to as small as possible. They're all I about feel communication. like Ubisoft just throw numbers at a game just to kind of yeah, get it done. Ubisoft is almost like the, the monkeys on a typewriter situation, right? Where they just like keep whacking at it and hoping something comes out of it, I guess. Right, 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 right. right. Yes, yeah, so first up, Jay. So the Wonderlands, Tiny Tina Wonderlands season pass. So they have a season pass for this game, which was actually only, I think, 50 quid on retail release. So it is a slightly smaller game. Yeah. But the season pass itself, I think, again, is 30 quid on retail, mean, or, or also 20 quid or something. Me and Jay got the deluxe edition, so it's already in there. Yeah. Um, so DLC 1 came out for it. We have no idea what the season pass was. And if you guys listened to previous episodes, we also said that we were surprised it had a season pass and just to see what it would be like, right? Would it be endgame stuff? Would it be story-based stuff? What's it going to be like? So we've got a trailer for the season pass in general. We've also got the first DLC pack. So it looks like it's all endgame stuff. So it's yeah. basically an additional area where we're going to have four mirrors which is essentially four different uh, end game runs that you can do that take between 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. Now, each run, it seems, will have four different difficulties released uh, every week. So DLC 1 is out. Uh, we're on like week 3, I think. So there's three difficulties. Next week will be the last difficulty, which is week 4. Um, so in essence, a pretty 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 poor season pass if this is the case yeah i feel like <laughs> this like level of content for the whole entire season pass is what i would imagine you'd get out of like the first dlc 100 percent. kind of like yeah you can definitely tell there wasn't as much uh content in this as like compared to borderland 3 but I think we need to remind ourselves that it isn't, this isn't a Borderlands 3-sized game, so why would we expect a Borderlands 3-sized DLC, you know? Because it's the same price. Yeah. So that's how they get you, I guess, is that they make a smaller game, same price, same name. You're still going to pay for it. We got tricked again, but, you know, I don't know. It's worth it for me so far, to agree. No, look, to be fair... We'll see how the other the other DLCs go. I still don't regret getting the game on launch because I genuinely no. think the core game is is worth the money personally. Mm-hmm. But that's just mm-hmm. me. I'm sure, I think you do too. I think. Yeah, I I, I definitely agree. But uh, a lot of these like uh, larger YouTube Borderlands content creators have all they've all stopped. A lot of them have stopped playing the game. Honestly. 
Have they just finished everything that's got to offer already? Um, yeah, they've, they've they've done that, and they've done as much as they want to do. They've, a lot of them actually moved back to Borderlands Two. That's weird. No, not necessarily. Not for them, it's How not. Because these are the type if, of people if, who are like massive Borderlands Two fans. But like, do they go through phases? You know, where they like play Borderlands Two for three months and then go to pre sequel? <sighs> no, it's pr- honestly, I think like Borderlands Two was like the pinnacle for a lot of people. I think it was also because it was the most easily like um, manipulative or manipulatable game. Like you could easily mod it, so you could just have a lot of fun with it. It's like like playing GTA with the cheats, you know. You just you have a lot of fun, sure. basically. Jay, it's so interesting to hear about all this endgame stuff that you've opened my eyes to because you think a Fine. well-designed game and a, and a good game is the core experience, and yet there's this whole other world of this endgame build stuff, <laughs> which like shows even more how well-designed a game can be, right? Well, I mean, you got to imagine that, you know, what would this game be without the endgame content? Definitely right. wouldn't be worth it. I think the endgame content is the only reason why the game's worth it so far. But other Borderlands games haven't had the same game content, but they've had a lot longer of a main part of the yes. content. So that's why, that's where you know there's balance there, I guess. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what the DLCs are like. Anyway, um, we'll keep you guys updated. But uh, me and Jay are obviously sort of playing through. Jay's been helping me on the chaos. Where are you stuff, now? Are you still so... playing it or what? Twenty. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to do one a day. I think I'm on twenty three at the moment, or twenty four. It's not bad. Okay. I'm actually curious to see if you even make it to thirty five. I'm gonna try. Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, Jay, everything at the moment is just grinding. To, like the so my direct objectives are overlapping with the overall objective of getting that you know every inventory upgrade. Uh, so I have some good news about that. Okay, I've heard it's glitch, but okay. No, there's a uh, there's an update today. Right. So they've buffed a bunch of things, nerfed a bunch of things. But they've also got an event on at the minute where the SDUs are currently half price. How long for? I don't know. You have to double check. But it's not for long, I don't think. So it's making me think, do I want to come back on the game for a bit just to grind some gold? You know? I was going to say, I think we should probably do that, Jay. Yeah, I kind of want to grind some... I mean, if it's true, I don't know if it's even true, but I mean, from what I've seen... um. But yeah, if if so, I need to go in some gold and buddy get those because it means getting to the achievement a lot quicker. Yeah, maybe you can help me on the chaos levels and then you can just get some gold or not. Yeah. Is that not the best no, way to? No, that's great because then I can you know just sell all the stuff that I get and then get gold. All right, sick, sick. That is the plan. The other thing, uh, Jay, is that I am I am still really keen to play Valhalla Ragnarok, so I'm just keeping oh yeah, an eye I've on forgotten that. you haven't played that. I played that so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> When did that even come out? That came out what, like Mar- it came out Ma- March? March? No, yeah, no, it came out March tenth. Yeah, because I remember it was like two weeks before um, Tiny Tina came out. I've actually reinstalled Valhalla ready for for this DLC. That's that's kind of how prepped I am for it. I even sort of jumped in thinking like, should I do some Valhalla stuff that's not achievement tied? No, I can't be asked. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about was Rage Two. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Here come the judgment. Well, no judgment. I yeah, definitely cool. still want to play it, just because I love the first one so much. But I need, I need to play it again, because when I first started playing it, I was just like, oh, I'm not. this is not where I need to be right now. 
Well, to be fair, so I think Series X does help it run a lot better, and apparently it that honestly might be launch. it. That's probably why, just because I yeah, play, I think well, I played it on launch. I haven't encountered too many yet, but um, I don't know whether it's been patched or whether the Series X makes it run better or a bit of both. I don't know. But yeah, Jay, it's one of those where I always saw it on the shelf, fancied playing it. I finally gave it a go. Looks like a great podcast game. Um, sort of keeping my expectations short of it, right? You know, it's a, it's a checklist game. It's got yeah, some Mad checklist. Max vibes. It's got um, that kind of id gunplay. So yeah, checklist isn't you know like open world activity yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, super easy um, achievements, so, more likely as well. Yeah, and it's it's fun. I'm having a good time with it. So it is yeah. what it is. It's popcorn, you know, for me. You and, don't necessarily uh, need to be worrying about the story too much. Just sort of play it and have not. Fun. Exactly right, mate. So we're talking gameplay, 80, 90, story, 10, 20 max, you know? So, um, yeah. like, there's there's loads of lore entries and stuff, and you know what I'm like with that stuff usually. I'm just like, I don't care. I just don't care. I'm just... I'm just yeah, I feel it. like the story didn't necessarily need to keep going after the first game, honestly. It was fine as it was. Just more money. As someone who's... <laughs> As someone who's played the first game and gave that a fair shot, I can totally see why it has fans. Um, but yeah, I would say Rage Two. I don't think you. I think you much prefer the first game, to be honest. But I think they were just trying yeah. to capitalize off of the Mad Max style. It's kind of what it felt like. It felt like they were just trying to go Mad Max with it, and then it was a bit too little, too late at that point. To be honest, Jay, I love that Mad Max game. I think it's. I great. do too, but um, I don't know. They just didn't. They didn't. They didn't. Um, hit it. They didn't nail it as hard as they could have done, I think. No, no, fair play. I think that's absolutely fair. And also, Jay, um, the DLC is toxic. So they have two big DLC packs for this game. You have to buy in-game currency to then buy the DLCs through the game, which means that you can't just buy the DLC directly. That's scammy. Mate, that's bad. Because I imagine that you can only buy certain units of um or correct. like certain yeah like certain amounts of the in-game currency so, you have to pay over, so you'll probably correct. pay over yeah exactly that's that's really nasty if and that if that doesn't tell you all about that company then i don't know what i was worried. well obviously this is pre-xbox right pre-acquisition but yeah that's that's pretty and, bad yeah. and also uh in terms of rage 2 well, was it? There's some people that have reviewed it saying like I've bought the DLC and it still won't download, which oh. is horrendous. Yeah, well, there you go. So yeah, so that's oh, it yeah. from me, mate. That's everything I want to talk about. Alright. Jay, please take us back to the home screen. We're there. Jay, that's it. Yeah. Short and sweet. Yeah. Short for us, I suppose. Yeah. Anything like else you want to discuss? We're having a bit of a, a lull at the minute, aren't we? Kind of. I'm okay with that. It's that time of year. That time you know, of generation. Where I feel like the the next thing we've got to look forward to really is all the game announcements for E3, or like you know all the events I guess and the Microsoft. Yeah, lots uh, of summer stuff coming up right next month even. Yeah, I mean we're that's the thing is we're sort of in that weird like May is a weird month where there isn't quite enough info around uh, upcoming stuff, but then we're sort of like tapering off of the excitement of what's just happened at the beginning of the year, so it's kind of like a bit of a weird spot to be in, but oh, I don't know, I can't I can't focus on gaming stuff right now, I don't know why 
I'm just so Are you excited, muddled. Jay, about the uh, all the summer game showcase stuff and all that? Yeah, I actually am thinking about it. Yeah, I actually forgot about it until I reminded myself just now. I'm trying to think, like, that's the thing, like, until I, like, see announcements, I'm not really going to be that fussed about it, you know? I just, like, I mean, I'm going to make the argument again, but I need new IPs. Bring me, bring me my new IPs. I need, I need some sort of classic game to get, you know, in 20 years from now, will still be a classic, but it came out in 2025 or something, you know. Whatever it might be. I'm actually just curious about what people are developing. Like, there's probably a number of developers that we haven't heard from in, like, three or four years that we've just completely forgotten about. Yeah, totally. Like, totally. I, I, think I don't like to remind myself about stuff like that, though, because it's kind of like I'd much rather not know and then just be surprised on the, on the day or whatever it might be. Yeah, to be honest, Jay, I'm getting more and more impatient to the point where I'm like, oh, don't show us anything, developers, but then when you do, maybe just, you know, show us coming more. out in three months. <laughs> oh, or, or, like, yeah, do a big reveal and just, just release it, you know? That's yeah, almost saying, just anyway. do, like, a drop, you know? Like, have it come out yeah. so soon. But they they need time to be do all their marketing and stuff, don't they? So. Yeah, apparently. Apparently. All right, Jay. I don't know how it works anymore. They just get bought. They just get bought. Yeah. So are you guys tired of developing games for high risk? <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll uh we'll get bought by Xbox and uh we'll make Battletoads two. Weird time we're in right now. Four. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't wait for that to come out. Yep. Yep. Okay. Thank you very much, Jay, for your time. Appreciate it. Um. Appreciate you uh, being patient with me accidentally interrupting you. We'll see you all next week. Um, be interested to see what Jay plays, what I play. But yeah, we'll see you all next week. Have a good time. Enjoy. Bye-bye now.